Okay, so we are going to do today Daf Samach. We're holding seven lines down from the top. I'm Rabbi Yehuda We're continuing to discuss this case of a Marpeses, a, um, a second story or a raised uh, platform, um, which is next to a Chatzar, and that seems to be open to the Chatzar. And we said that you have a ladder that goes from the Chatzar to the Marpeses, to the second, to the second floor, um, or to rather to the raised uh, to the elevated platform, and um, does that invalidate the chutzers eruv if they don't join? So So here now we're going to talk about a case which is here in the book. We have a wall, a a, a regular wall between two mechitzas, and it's lined. So normally a wall between two mechitzas is a complete separation. It's more than it's more than um, it's more than 10, ten amas. But the problem is that here you lined it with ladders. So you made the wall, if you can see in the picture, completely accessible. There's, there's ladders all along this side of the wall and facing it on the other side of the wall, there's ladders. So even though the wall is 10 amas high, but there's, um, there's, um, there's ac- it's, it's accessible from both sides. Does that invalidate the mechitza? So the, so the Gemara says, no, tars mechitza love. It still has the same status of a mechitza, even though the, it, it just became accessible because of the ladders. So Rami Lehm Rebruna, Rebbe Yehuda, so Rebruna, I asked him, Rebbe Yehuda, hold on a second. Matzayta de Rebbe Rebchanina, by Rebchanina's wine press, me Yomar Shmuel tars mechitza love, did Shmuel say that even though it has ladders, uh, that that it still has a mechitza, meaning not like you. Right, our case of the marpesis and the chotzer where they didn't make an eruv together. If there's at least an entrance four tvachim high, it doesn't answer the marpesis, right? But if not, if there's no entrance way, which means over here in this picture over here, let me get a little closer over here so you can see. There's a tiny. Entrance way. I don't know if you can see it in the picture. There's a tiny entrance way at the bottom of the ladder. I got very confused by this yesterday. Jeff helped me understand it with Lozi. The picture in the art scroll is not an accurate picture. What the picture in the art scroll is missing is there's actually a doorway at the bottom of that ladder. So if there's a doorway, so we said in that case that it's a noiseris, it doesn't answer. That doorway separates the Marpesis into it. it, it Basically, the, uh, the Marpesas people are showing that they want to be separate and be a separate shush from the Chatzar, and they don't answer the Chatzar, but if there's no doorway, it answers. So what do you see? You see that ladders does not, that the ladders doesn't, 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 um, um, uh, doesn't make it a mechitza, because if not for the doorway, the ladder would connect it. So the Gemara says, No, talking about where the gallery is not more than 10 Tvachim above the floor of the Chatzar. That's why they combine, and that's why you need the doorway. In fact, the Gemara, but if it's not 10 Tvachim high, same Kasha. So why does it help to do a, a doorway? It's completely open. So if it's completely open, so who cares about a doorway? It's less than 10 Tvachim. It's considered uh, part and parcel of the Chatzar. What does the doorway help? The Gemara says, it's, it's, it's sealed up. So like you see in the picture here, it's completely sealed up, uh, up to, and up to, but it's open under, uh, under 10 Amas. It's less than 10 Amas high, but it's sealed to a level of less than 10 Amas. So without, with the doorway and this enclosure, that shows that the people, the Marpeses, by having the doorway show, they want to be a separate Rishos from the people in the Chatzar, and that's why it becomes separate. So the Kamen Davidak wants to make a doorway. The people in the Marpesas, the people who live up in the platform are showing that they want to be separate, separate themselves from the people in the Chatzar, and that's why if they don't join in an air together, the people in the Chatzar can still carry. Okay, now, next we move on to 
um, to a, a uh, different case. So the people of Kakonoi came to Rabbi Yosef. Amalei said to him, Could you send us somebody who's going to make an era for us? We need an era in our town. So Amalei I'm sorry, so so Rabbi Yosef said, So he pointed Abaye to basically be the guy to go to make the Erev. But he gave him instruction. He said, I don't want complaints. Right? I don't want people writing into the uh, to the uh, Hamadiyya and the Flappish Jewish Journal complaining about the Erev that you make. Okay? I don't want a hak. So Azo Abaye went to the city and he saw houses that were open towards the river. So, in other words, along. You had basically a regular city, but along the waterfront, there were houses that were open, but the opening of those houses was towards the water and not towards the rest of the city. So Amr, he said, Hani Levi Shirem Lassen. Now remember, when we have a, a city that's a big city, the only way to make a valid Erev is you have to exclude part of the city. So Bayi thought to himself, well, here, this city of Kakonoi, I got to exclude something. What am I going to exclude? So he thought to himself, oh, I'll exclude the waterfront houses. They don't face the city anyway. They face the water. So I'll exclude those houses. That way the rest of the city can have a valid Erev. Now the Gemara is going to tell us the whole back and forth in Abaye's mind. His whole back and forth, maybe this way, maybe that way. So let's see. Hada Armor, then he thought to himself, Aim Arvinus Kulatanan. We learned in the Mishnah that you can't combine an entire uh, 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 town into one Erev. Now, Michal, that implies that it has to be capable of being made into an Erev. Now, the problem here is that the people who live in the houses on the waterfront couldn't possibly make an Erev with the rest of the city because their entranceway doesn't face the city. They don't share a chutzar with the city. So with what are they joining in an Erev? It's like people of New York and people of Staten Island who are two different locales joining in an Erev. They don't share any common area to make an Erev. So that was what he thought. So it implies from the Mishnah that... Give me a favor, just get the charger so I can charge this. Thank you. Um... Um, so it implies in the Mishnah that they have to be capable of making an Erev together. So he says, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll make entranceways into, thank you, I'll make entranceways in the back of their houses. So I'll make back windows in the back of their houses facing the city. So then they'll have an opening to the city. And in that way, I'll be able to make an Erev that gets, they'll be able to share it. I'll be able to exclude them. They're capable of making an Erev. If they wanted to, they could make an Erev through way of their Chaloin. And then I'll exclude them from the Erev and that way I'll have a valid Erev. But then he said to himself, no, I don't need to make windows. He made Eruve Chatseris for the entire city of Mechuza, and he did it neighborhood by neighborhood. So if you look at the picture on the bottom in the art scroll, basically you have there three different neighborhoods in that picture. Okay? If, does anybody uh, not have the art scroll and need me to show? Otherwise, I'm going to assume everyone here has an art scroll. So the picture at the bottom of the art scroll is exactly what we're talking about. He divided the city of Mechuza into three neighborhoods, meaning each neighborhood made its own Eruv. Now, now why, why was that good? Mishum, uh, and the reason why he divided up Mishum the food for the they, they, with these ditches that divided up the neighborhoods that's what those holes are in the middle there were these ditches that were ten tefachim deep that separated the neighborhoods and so he he basically each divided neighborhood made its own Erev now now I how is that allowed he didn't exclude any neighborhood so the answer is because from the from neighborhood number one, the other two neighborhoods are excluded from their Erev. So from the perspective of neighborhood number one, everybody else is Shia, everybody else is excluded. From neighborhood number two, the same Cheshbon. All the other neighborhoods are excluded from our Erev. So even though each one has their own individual, each one is covered by an Erev, but because it's not one 
one collaborative eruv, it's going to be good. So the chovachad v'chavachad, every neighborhood havishir v'chavri is an excluded from its neighbors. Even though if they wanted to join together, they couldn't because they had no common area. Why? Because since they were divided by this ditch, so they couldn't combine if they wanted to. They didn't share. They were, they, they, that, that's like a mechitza, it's like a wall that separates two chatzeras and they couldn't combine. So therefore, I don't need, and, and so even if they wanted to make an Arab, they couldn't, right? Because of the ditch was preventing them from making a joint Arab. And nevertheless, Rabbah Baravua allowed them to be considered excluded even though they couldn't join if they wanted to. So these houses, even though they can't join, the waterfront houses, even though they can't join, if I exclude them, I'll be okay. But Hadarmah then he thought, no. Loidami, you can't compare Kukanoi to Mechuzah. Why not? Because Hasim over there, they were somewhat connected. If they wanted to, they could have joined through the overpass. Um, so let me just show you a picture of an overpass. But basically, if you've ever um, driven um, by the... Um, by the World Trade Center, right? When you come out of the Battery Tunnel and you turn onto West Street. So you know right by the... the you go, the, the, They have those overpasses that go over the street. So that's exactly what we're talking about. An overpass or like when you go on the highway and people can walk across the highway. Uh, like they, they, they go up the steps on one side and then they come down the steps on the other side of the highway. So those type of... Those type of neighborhood... Those type of, of overpasses. Um, so th- that that existed in the city of Mechuzai. So if that exists in the city of Mechuzai... Oh, so now they are considered uh, 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 shared areas. That's what he's saying. Hasmi, by the Ruvi, Derek Gagas, if they wanted to, they could have walked over these overpasses and and made a, a joint Eruv. In other words, they were able to make an Eruv. But in Kakanoi, the waterfront houses have no way of joining an Eruv. So back to the window solution. Oh, so I got to make windows. But then he thought differently. I don't need windows. Why not? There was a guy. Who Marbar Pupadisa me Pumpadisa had a um, had a storehouse of straw, and that was what he excluded Vishavi Ashir the Pumpadisa. So the entire city of Pumpadisa made an Arif, except for this storehouse of straw. Now, even though the storehouse was not a residence, so it couldn't have combined with an Arif, it wasn't a place of living, but nevertheless, that was the designated excluded area for Pumpadisa. So you see that even though the storehouse could not have joined in an Arif because it wasn't a residence, nevertheless, that was excluded. So therefore, you see that it doesn't have to be a house that's capable of joining in an Arif, has to be uh, what can be excluded, and therefore, I don't need windows. So Omar, then he understood what that message was. What, what was the message they told him? I don't want there to be any hacks. So he said, That's what Yosef told me. Meaning, I'm going to go and drill ha- uh, windows in the back of these people's houses, and then they're going to find out the next day that it wasn't necessary. They're going to have tainus on me. So he said, that's what Rabbi Yosef was telling me, to make sure that I came to this conclusion that I don't need to drill houses in people's homes, uh, dr- uh, rather drill windows in people's homes that are not necessary. Okay, next part of the Mishnah. We said that you're not allowed to join one town into one Erev. Unless you set aside part of the town, you have to exclude. And how much do you have to exclude? Enough, the equivalent of the town of Chadasha, which has, which we said has 50 people, 50 inhabitants. Time we learned that there was a city in Yehuda named Chadasha. It had exactly 50 residents. Men, women, and children. And the Chachamim used it as a measure, the the maximum size of the excluded area. The Hi Hayasashir. Chadasha was the excluded area of a larger town. So Chadasha 
and a larger town were connected, and Chadasha was sort of carved out, and that was the excluded area. So, what about Chadasha itself? Can Chadasha make its own Erev? So, hold on. If Chadasha, which we'll call the city within a city, right? So, we'll call it the, the carved out part. So, if the carved out Chadasha is excluded from the big part of the city, so then the big part of the city is excluded from Chadasha's Erev. So, what kind of Kasha is this? Of course, Chadasha can make an Erev with themselves because they're excluding the rest of the city. Skamar says, no, what I meant is if I have a city that has only 50 residents like Chadasha, but it's not like Chadasha, it doesn't share any other uh, uh, any other part, any other, it doesn't share areas with any other city. Can this make, does this city that's the same size as Chadasha, can it make its own Erev without excluding? Whether or not you need an exclusion. Okay, Rav Shimon, Shimon argued and he said, no, you don't need, like Rav Yehuda said, a minimum of 50 residents, but rather you just need three chatseras, each has two houses. Rav Yitzchak argues and he says, you don't even need three chatseras of two houses, but even one chatser or one house. You need one chutz, mean one chutz is enough, Rabbi Yitzchak, without even a house in it? No, I misspoke. It meant one chutz with one house. So now Rabbi Yitzchak seems to be arguing with the Tana. So I'm a lay by Rabbi Yitzchak. If had Rabbi Yitzchak this sheet of Rabbi Yitzchak, who says one chutz with one house is enough, you don't even need three chutzerim with two houses each, like Rabbi Shimon. Gemara Isvara. Did he learn it from his Rabbi? In which case. Uh, which case there has to be a, there's a source for this, or did he learn it logically on his own? And if he learned it logically on his own, then he can't argue with the, with the Tana. Tana doesn't agree with him. Amalei, he said to him, who cares? At the end of the day, Allah is like Shimon, so what does it care? What does it matter how Rabbi Yitzhak learned it? So Amalei said to him, Gemara, Gemara, Zemarta, he writes something that we learned many times. Is it just a song that we just say random things without understanding it? Even if it's a Havamina, I still need to understand the basis for the Havamina, but the Gemara doesn't answer whether it was a Gemara or a Svara. Um, but the point is, I guess it's a Musar point to the Gemara, that when you learn Gemara, you have to even consider the Havaminas to make sure you understand them. Okay, next mission. Misha Yibam Mizrach. Someone was on the east side of the town. Um, and he lived night. He said to his son, Arif I want you to make an air for me in the west. Okay, so that I could walk basically on the west side of town uh, on Shabbos. However, he found himself before Shabbos in the west side of town. And he said, west of the town. Okay, he wasn't in the town. He was on the west side of the town. West meaning outside the town on the west side. He said to his son, make for me an Erev all the way on the eastern side, outside town, but on the eastern side. So, if he's within 2,000 amas of his house or less, his Erev is further away from that. So, here's the picture. Basic basic picture. The guy's over here. He's close to his house. His Erev is outside of his Tchum. So he's within 2,000 Amas of his house, but he's not within 2,000 Amas of his Erev. So then, He can't go to his Erev. If he is 2,000 Amas from his Erev, but further away from his house, and then he's also to his house, meaning he gets the Tchum of his Erev. Oh, so the Gemara asks a kash that we really should all ask, which is, hold on a second, didn't we learn a couple of... It's not plugged in, sweetie. It is. It just... It's not plugged in. Okay, so the kasha that we all should have is, we learned that if someone's going on the road and he designates his Eruv somewhere else, 
and he doesn't, and he's outside of that Erev, not only does he not get that Erev, but he doesn't get it, he loses his current spot as an Erev, and he only gets four Amas. So why is this Mishnah saying differently? This Mishnah seems to be saying that, no, if the Erev that he made is outside of his 2,000 Amas, then he gets his house. Why does he get his house? So the answer is that it's different. When you're a traveler on the road and you make an Erev somewhere else, you're showing that the spot I have here I don't want, I want that spot. Now, if I don't get that spot, I already showed I don't want this spot. So therefore, I lose this spot and I lose that spot because I'm not within that Erev. But by a person's house, we never say that a person's Erev shows he doesn't want the residence of his house. A person wants the residence of his house. Now, if he makes a valid Erev, then fine. Then the Erev overrides the house. But if he doesn't make a valid Erev, you always default back to your house. We never say that a person showed that he doesn't want his house no matter what. So therefore, that's the difference. Okay, next part of the Mishnah. Somebody makes his Erev in the extension of the town, meaning within the... Um, uh, 70 and two-thirds Amas of the city, he did nothing uh, because at the end of the day, you're still, your Erev is already going to start from 70 and two-thirds Amas out uh, from the city anyway, so, so you accomplish nothing. If we put it outside the Tchum, even one Amas, we'll see what that means. What he gains on one side, loses on the other side, meaning that well, the, it just the tire of the, the way an Erev works is always, if you're going to get a thousand Amas in this direction, you're going to lose a thousand Amas in that direction. Okay, let's see the Gemara. So originally, the Amarayim thought that Lemizrach means to, to the east of his house, and Lemarev means to the west of his house. So meaning, in, in each case, the order is, he's, he's all the way in the west, his house is in the middle, and the Erev is on the eastern side, or vice versa, he's on the east, the house is in the middle, and the Erev is on the west. Now, if, that, if you're following that logic, He's always closer to his house than the Erev. The Erev is always further from his house than he is. So the Gemara says, how could you ever have a case where he's closer to the Erev? That's what the Gemara is going to ask. I have a case where the Erev could be further from him and the house could be within 2,000 Amas. Right? Because he could reach his house, which is here in the middle, but he can't reach his Erev, which is all the way past the house. But how can you have a case? If you're always between your Erev and, and your house, your, your house is always between you and your Erev, your house is always in the middle, so then how can you have a case where you're closer to your Erev than you are to your house? So we're going to have two Teritza. Omrib Yitzhak, Misav, Mizrach. Do you think Mizrach means Mizrach Lebesa? To the east of the house, the Mairav Lebesa, to the west of the house, meaning you think you told your son to put the Erev further from the house than you are? So the Gemara says, no, Lemizrach, Lemizrach, Benoi, Lemarav, Marav, Benoi. It means from your son. You told your son, go put the Erev west of him irrespective of where your house is, or put the Erev east of him, wherever it's your son's location, not your house's location, therefore it can happen that your Erev is closer to you. Rav Barav Shila, Rav Barav Shila says just differently, where you're on an angle. Let's see if I have a picture here. Yeah, I have a very nice picture right here. Here's the picture. So you told your son to put the Erev east of the house, so the Erev is technically east of the house, but because the house is on an angle to you, you can be closer to your Erev than you are to your house, even though the Erev technically is east of the house. Okay? Um, next. We said if you put your Erev in the extension of the city, so so then the, the Mishnah said that if you put it outside the Tchum, then you what you gain on one side, you lose on the other side. Now, hold on a second. If you put your Erev outside the Tchum, it's not a valid Erev. So, you really think the Mishnah means outside the Tchum? It means outside the extension. In other words, your extension goes 70 and two-thirds Amas. 
Now, once after the extension, you start counting your 2,000 amas. So what it means is if you put your Erev somewhere within those 2,000 amas, then what you gain this in the eastern direction, you lose in the western direction. Now, the Gemara goes into this now. What you gain in one direction, you lose in the other direction. You only gain in one direction and nothing more. Meaning that you, when, you, when, you, when you gain one ama in the western side, you only lose one ama in the east. Hold on, I'm going to show you that you lose more than one ama in the east. Because Vatani, we learned in Hebrew, it's like this. If you put your Erev in the town's extension, you did nothing because you got that area anyway. And you don't count your Erev until the end of the extension. If you put it outside the city, outside the extension of the city, even one Amma, he gains that Amma. You lose the whole city. Because you have to now count, since your Tchum is not within the city, so now you have to count 2,000 amas, and your 2,000 amas is going to end in the city. You no longer get 2,000 amas on the other side of the city. So what ends up happening is you gained one amma this way, and you all of a sudden lost almost the rest of the city that exceeds your 2,000 amas in that direction. So what do you mean? You gain one amma this way, you lose one amma that way. You lose a lot more. It says no low kasha. Kasha calls me dust It depends. If the whole city is within your 2,000 amas this way, then the whole city is considered like dalit amas, like four amas. But if your tchum ends within the city, then that's where your tchum ends. So it all depends on whether the whole city is inside your tchum. Kacha calls me dasbachatziir. Where your two thousand amma measure ends within in the middle of the city, then you only get to walk till that part of the city. Kacha calls me dasbachatziir. When the Mishnah says that you still keep, even though you went one amma this way, you still keep the whole city and you only lost one amma that way. That's because the whole city is still within your two thousand amma tchum. So therefore, the whole city is only like dalit ammas. So when you when you let's say you're extending on the eastern side. So you still get to count on the west, starting from the western edge of the city, because since the whole city is within 2,000 amas, the whole city is Fadalit amas of yours, and then you can start counting your 2,000 amas from the western edge. Someone was measuring 2,000 amas, and he was coming close to a city. And he measuring his 2,000 amas ended in the middle of the city. That's all you get. Half of the city. If you, the whole city is enclosed, encapsulated by your tchum, the whole city is treated like four amas. And you get the remainder. In other words, after subtracting four amas for the city, you then get to finish the rest of your Erev on that uh, uh, past the city from the edge of the city. Now he says that uh, that halacha that I just said in the name of Yeshua ben Levi, it's like a nevuah. Meaning, there's no source for it. A nevuah, when a navi gets a nevuah, there's no source minatayra. Just God said, and it doesn't have to make sense. Doesn't have to have follow logically, but you have to follow it because that's what the, the God wants. So he's saying over here, what Rabbi Shulban Levi told you is not logical. There's no source for it. It's just he made it up, but 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 because he he knows what he's talking about, it's halacha. So mali mali because from logical standpoint it makes no sense. Why should it matter if my tchum ends in the middle of the city or my tchum ends in the end of the city? In both cases, if I get four, four amas of the city, I get four amas of the city. Why does it matter? Once I'm in the city, I should be in the city. Why does it matter where my, whether my tchum eats up the whole city or only eats up part, eats into part of the city? Amarava um, no Rava says no, not true. It's not a nevuah. Tavayu Tanani, we learned both of his halachas in the following Mishnah. The Mishnah said like this: yeah, people in a large city could walk the entire uh, uh, um, boundaries, can walk the entire length of a small city, but but people who live in a small town cannot walk the entire area of a large city. 
Now, my time, what's the reason why? It's implied. Must be the following. The guys who live in the small city, their tchum doesn't extend and eat up the whole large city. So they only get to walk part of it. But the people in the large city, their 2,000 amas include the whole small city. So you see, Rabbi Shubh and Levi's halach is implied by this Mishnah. So why didn't Ravidi say this? Why did Ravidi think that it, that it had no source? Because Ravidi had a different version of that Mishnah. He learned Anshe Anshe Tani. Both the people in the large city could walk the small city, and the people in the small city could walk the whole large city. So he had a different version. And he's talking about what's so what's the Mishnah teaching you? Mishnah teaching you that if you have a guy in a small city who puts his Erev in the large city, and vice versa, you have a guy in the large city who puts his Erev in the small city, they both gain. Uh, they both gain um, 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 the Erev of the other town. And right, and, and that whole city is treated like your Dalai Lama. So let's say I'm a resident of the small town and I put my Erev in the big city. The big city becomes four Amas for me. The whole city becomes four Amas. Even though I really live in the small city and I'm only a symbolic resident of the large city, I still get the whole city to be treated like my Dalit Amas. But it didn't teach me anything about measuring. In fact, the Gemara of Eloi, just to drop more, the Eloi, so the Gemara says, hold on, but... Oh, uh, but uh, okay. So Ravi, define. You didn't have that source, but you have another source. But now we learned in a Mishnah, Lemoy date. Somebody who measures the tchum shamru noisin lo yapayimama that about which the Chachamim said we give him two thousand amas shafilu soif midoyse kalabamare. Even if it ends in the middle of a cave, uh, that's it. He can't walk the rest of the cave. Do you see clearly that if somebody's Mida, um, uh, if someone's measure ends in the middle of a town or in the middle of a cave, we don't give them the whole thing. So Gemara says, you're right, that part of Rabbi Shua ben Levi, he, he, he had a source for. But the other part of Rabbi Shua ben Levi, that when the whole town or the whole cave is within your um, your tchum, you get the whole cave or the whole town is for Amas, that he didn't have a source for. Saifayir, it's it's the end part of the town, that the whole town is treated like for Amas if it's all within your tchum, that's the Loitan, that's something that wasn't learned in the Mishnah, and that's what he was referring to as not having a source. Okay, I'm going to stop here. And just a reminder for those.